Thank you for joining our broadcast at City Life Church. We would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute to send us your story at info at citylifechurch.cc. And if God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially to help us bring God's word to other people. You can go to citylifechurch.cc to find the giving option that works best for you. Thank you again for joining us and enjoy today's message. John chapter 10, verse 10. I'm going to start this series at the doorway. And I want to talk to you today about the power of a doorway. John chapter 10. Reading in verse 9 first, I am the door. This is Jesus speaking. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes to only steal and kill and destroy. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. You know, over this last season, we've been praying as not only a staff, but me and Pastor Casey on where we are right now, celebrating all that God has done, but anticipating all that God is going to do. And I really felt the Holy Spirit speak this last few days that God was going to begin to open new doors in not only your life, but for the life of this church. And we were going to see new things and walk in new places. And as we walk through this series this next few weeks, I'm believing that God is going to give some of you revelation on some of the things you've been praying about, you've been waiting for, you've been anticipating, and even expecting. And as we walk through this series, I'm believing that first God is going to align us. Somebody say align us. He is going to bring alignment. Why? Because alignment always precedes Assignment. You've heard that before. Alignment always precedes assignment. He's going to align us. He's going to align us with his word. He's going to align us with, with his spirit and what his spirit is doing in this moment. He is going to connect us. He's going to bring connection. Somebody say connection. He's going to bring a vertical connection where he connects us to him in a greater way. And then he connects us to people because you need people in your life to fulfill the assignment on your life. I'm going to say that again. You need the right people in your life to fulfill the assignment that is on your life. God uses people, and that is the kingdom currency relationship. And he's going to establish you with the right people to get to where he needs you to be and do what he's called you to do. And for some of us, there's going to be a reconnection. Somebody say a reconnection. He's going to connect you... um, anew to that word that he spoke previously in your life. He's going to reconnect you to purpose and passion. He's going to reconnect you with the intentional design he has for your life. And then he's going to advance us. There's going to be a season of advancement in our life where God takes us from glory to glory and he moves us from season to season. And we know that we're not only standing at a door, but we're moving through a door and God is using this advancement for his purpose and his glory. Anybody ready to go to places you have never been? 
Doorways are powerful things. They exist in our life to move us into new places and out of old places. They allow us to walk into greater seasons and sometimes leave lesser seasons. They allow us uh, to walk through a threshold believing that a new encounter is in our future. The Bible teaches us over and over in the word of God that Noah did all that God commanded him. What did God command of Noah? He told him to build a boat. A great ark that would preserve his family and animals would be on this boat so that they could replenish and multiply after the great flood. Here was the problem. He was building a boat when there was no water to float the boat. He was building an ark where there was, he was in a dry season. There was no water to float this great boat he was building. Have you ever felt like you were being obedient, but you did not understand why you were being obedient? You were walking out God's plan and word for your life, but were not in alignment and did not see the fullness of what God had in your future. Now you may be building a boat today and you say, God, I'm building the boat, but there's no water to float my boat. But I will tell you this, anytime God gives you vision, there's always a season of provision in your future. Anytime God gives you a vision for anything, there's always provision to live that dream, that destiny, and that purpose out. And the Bible said, this is what happens. Noah, in the 600 year of his life, this is in Genesis chapter 7, in the second month and the 17th day, God gave us the year, the month, and the day of Noah's life. The Bible said he walked through a doorway and God shut the door behind him. And this is what happens after the, he walks through a door. After building a boat for a generation, fountains from a deep place begin to break open and the heavens begin to give way with rain and God begin to float Noah's boat. Look at your neighbor and say, God is about to float your boat. Oh, that should excite somebody today. The Bible teaches in the book of Samuel that one day a young shepherd that has been in a field fighting bears and lions, this young shepherd that's been all alone in isolation, living and loving on God. And the Bible said he learns to sing and dance and worship in the presence of the king. And one day he walks through a door and on the other side of the door, there was a long haired prophet that refused to sit down until David arrived. Why? Because your destiny will not rest until you walk into it. Your destiny will not rest until you enter into it. Your purpose and your anointing will not rest until you engage it. There was a long-haired prophet on the other side of the door named Samuel, and he refused to sit down until David came through the door. And the minute David came through the door, the word of God says this, he is the one, anoint him to be king. And the Bible said they took a horn of oil and they poured it over the head of David. And from that moment on, this shepherd became a king. One doorway can change everything in your life. One doorway can release your destiny and your purpose. One doorway can thrust you into a season that has been waiting on you since eternity. Jesus said, I am the door in John chapter 10. He says, if you're ever going to get to the abundant life and conquer the enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, you will never do it unless you walk through the door because this door is there to bring salvation. This door is there to bring advancement. This door is there to align you. This door is ready to connect you, not only to me, but to the right people you need in your journey. I have come that you might have abundant life, but the only way to that abundance is through the door. Anybody ready to walk through a doorway to a greater season? But sometimes we encounter these doors 
And Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 8. But I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a wide door of effective work has opened. A wide door of effective work has opened to me. But there are many adversaries. How many of you know the enemy would like to keep you from walking through your door of effectiveness? Your door that God has designed so that you would flourish. There's an adversary that is real. A devil that would steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said there's a door, there's an adversary, and there's abundance. There's a door that is effective, that brings you into greater. But there is an enemy that will try to keep you out. And there is an adversary that is working against you. The apostle Paul said, there's this door. And this doorway is calling me to greater places. But there's some forces trying to keep me from the door. There's some things that are trying to oppress the work of God in our life. Pray for us that the adversary would be conquered and the doorway would be fruitful. And that's how it is to our life. So many times that we find that there are closed door, open doors in our life. Anybody ready for God to open some doors? He said in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12, so I went to Trosses to preach the gospel of Christ and found that the Lord had opened a door for me. He said I just kept on moving and in the next season I begin to see God opening doors and I'm telling you the Bible tells me in Revelation that God can open doors that no man can shut and he can shut doors that no man can open. He said behold I stand at the door and I knock and if you will open that door I will come in and we will have fellowship fellowship together. Paul said, I've just kept on moving in spite of the attack of the adversary and God is opening doors so I can preach the good news of the gospel. He is opening doors so I can advance the kingdom purpose of my life. He is opening doors. I love when God opens doors in my life, but there are times that God closes doors in my life. Paul then would say this, I also encountered some closed doors. Acts chapter 16, verse 7. Then coming to the borders of Mycenae, they headed north to the providence of Bethnia. But again, the spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. Paul said, I had a word. I was ready, but the Spirit of God closed the door on us. It closed the door so we could not advance. It was not even the work of the adversary closing the door. Why? Because God knows the doors that you are to go in, and he knows the doors you need to stay out of. He knows what is on the other side of the door that will either bless you or harm you. And there are some doors that are God doors, and there are other doors that are traps of the enemy, that if you enter in those doors, they will bring nothing but defeat in your life and in your sin. But he said, you know what? God opened this door, but he closed this door. And I've learned that if I walk through the open doors and I stay out of the closed door, because I don't know about you, but there are times I try to pry the open, the closed doors open. Maybe the only one in here. I try to kick the closed doors open. I try to bulldoze through them. And I'm telling you, when God closes a door in your life, the worst thing you or I can do is try to push through that door. But we stand back and say, Spirit, if you are closing this door, God, if you are closing this door, Father, I just honor you in that. And I will move on to the next open door. But then he would tell us that there are some doors that are yet to be unlocked. Anybody ever encountered a locked door and you knew that God was calling you in it, but you knew it wasn't the right time?
time you knew that God was speaking that this door was a door of purpose and a profound door of assignment in your life, but the door had not yet opened, Paul would tell us, he said, I've encountered not only some open doors and some closed doors, but I've also found some locked doors. And he tells us this in Colossians chapter 4, verse 3. And pray for us, too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. This message is locked up, and I can't get through the door because the door is still locked. But pray for me. He said, I'm getting ready to walk through this door, but it's not yet been unlocked. And how many of you know locked doors are unlocked with what? A key. It doesn't take many keys, just the right key. And we're going to talk Wednesday night about keys that unlock things in our life. Not just any key, but the right key. Paul said, I am locked down with this message, and until the door opens, I can do nothing with it. So pray that the door unlock, because there are seasons in your life that God locks the door, because the timing of God is everything. The purpose of God is powerful, but without the timing of God in your life, it will never be fruitful. He said, pray that at the right season, God unlocks this door, because I am locked up with a message. I am, uh, I am carrying this message, and I feel compelled to walk through the door so pray that God unlocks the door at the right season and allows us to enter in sometimes he opens doors other times he closes doors and sometimes he says just not right now if you'll wait on me if you'll trust in me if you'll just hold for a moment in the right season at the right time I will unlock the door by my spirit and when you walk through everything will come into alignment and you will not only be connected to me I will connect you to the right people at the right time for the right purpose but do not try to unlock the door yourself because if you ever get in your blessing prematurely I am telling you there are many people that got to what God had called them to prematurely because they lacked patience and when they got to the place of purpose but ahead of God they were always there and it took a it, it took a toll on them and disaster set in that's why when they would always cross and always be led by the ark of the covenant whether it be Moses or Joshua, they would say this. When the box begins to move, the gold box, the Ark of the Covenant, Joshua would say, leave some space between you and it. Because if you get ahead of the box, you're in trouble. If we ever get ahead of what God is doing, we will find ourselves defeated. And Paul said, I am compelled that this door is right, but pray that it unlocks so that we can go through it and deliver the message of the kingdom. I've had some open doors. I've had some closed doors. But this door right now that we're waiting on needs to be unlocked. And there are some of you that God says the door is just locked. You're at the right place. And at the right time, I am going to unlock the door. Don't get consumed by what you see in the natural. Don't be consumed by what you see around you because I am the one that opens doors and shuts doors. I am the ones that sets the threshold in place and 
And at the right time of your life, I will begin to open the right doors. And if you ever find the right doorway, it is a powerful mechanism in your life because it allows you to celebrate leaving one season and entering into a new season. It allows you to close the door for protection or even close the door on where you've been or celebrate the goodness of where you're going. So if it's open, walk through it. If it's closed, stay out of it. And if it's locked, just wait on God and see what he does with that locked door in your life. Don't try to make it happen. Come on, celebrate all he's doing in your life. In Acts chapter 15, the Bible says that the people of God, they were, Acts chapter 16, they were in a bad place. The Bible says that they had been beaten for doing a good thing. They were being accused of working in rebellion when actually they were preaching the good news of the gospel. And the Bible said they found themselves in a dire place. The Bible said that they found themselves in a broken place. And in verse 25 of Acts chapter 16, the Bible says it was midnight. How many of you know midnight can be the darkest place? Not so much a time of the hands of a clock, but the dark hour of your situation. Midnight in the word of God was not so much a time, which it was, but it signified the darkness of the moment. At midnight, the Bible says Paul and Silas were locked in Roman stocks. And it says at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called And cried out with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, sir, what must I do to be saved? So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. This is what happens. The Bible said that Paul and Silas had been beaten. They were locked in Roman stocks. Their hands were locked to their feet. It was midnight. It was a dark hour. Surrounded by prisoners in a dark and broken place. So dark that when the jailer ran in, he had to have a light to see who was in the prison. And in this dark moment, they made a choice. Because midnight can be one of two things in your life. It can be the darkest moment or it can be the beginning of a new season. How do you remember on January 1st? On December 31st, anybody watching and seeing on television as they would push a button and a ball would drop in New York City because it was midnight? Midnight can either be your darkest hour or the declaration that a new season is getting ready to begin. And the Bible said at midnight, Paul and Silas begin to pray and they begin to worship. 
They begin to pray and they begin to give praises to God. I'm telling you, the greatest way to unlock a door in your life is to give God a praise at a midnight season that you are walking through. The greatest key to unlock any door is to come to him in a place of petition and praise when you feel like it's the darkest place you have ever walked. And in this dark season, they begin to sing and they begin to pray. And the Bible said prisoners begin to listen. They probably thought, what are they doing? Why are they singing at a moment like this? And the Bible said suddenly the ground began to shake and the Bible said doors begin to open and after the doors begin to open, shackles begin to fall off. There are some of us that have shackled areas of our life and they will never lose until the doors of your next season begin to open because God wants you to walk into that next season free of what you were bound to in your past. And the Bible said the minute the doors begin to open, shackles begin to fall off and the Bible said revival hit this jailhouse and the jailer he ran in getting ready to kill himself because he thought he had lost prisoners on his watch and the Bible said Paul said wait don't hurt yourself don't kill yourself come on in sometimes your open doors are not about getting out but what God wants to bring into your life he came in and he said wait a second what's going on here Paul said we're just having church and the Bible said the jailer fell down and said what must I do to be saved what is it that I need to do to have faith like you and Paul said just believe just believe in this God that has opened doors and released our shackles and that's usually where we stop but the Bible said at midnight something began to turn and the Bible said the jailer he did something after being saved and baptized the Bible said the stripes that had been put on Paul's back the jailer began to mend them this is what happened in this moment the guy that put them there in the last season is now ministering to them in the next season some of the doors you encounter are so that the things that try to destroy you in the last season can begin to lift you in the next season what tried to take you out in the last season is going to propel you in the next season and then this is what happens the bible said paul left the jailhouse walked through the door and began to live in the warden's house and the warden began to feed him i'm telling you one door can change everything there are some of you that in the last season you feel beaten down you feel like you've been locked down you feel like it's midnight but I'll tell you what we're getting ready to do we're getting ready to rise up with a key that's going to unlock some doors and we're going to declare to a next season we are on our way the things that beat me down in the last season will be my testimony the things that try to destroy me they will be my testimony because my marriage is coming out my health is coming out my faith is being strengthened my ministry is about to explode come on jump to your feet one doorway can change everything we're going to journey through second kings chapter four in the next few weeks and we see a young woman that would have an encounter with god in just a moment god would usher her through a doorway and speak to her destiny and give her a hope and a future. There's some that are in this room today. You see some open doors. Others are standing at closed doors you're trying to get through. God says, I closed them for a reason. Then there's some that you're standing at locked doors. And God says, just let me give you the key. Because for each of us, the key may be different. Because I don't know what it is you need for your next season.
Maybe God says the key for you is building your faith because in your next season, it's going to take great faith. Maybe he's saying in, in, in this season, I'm needing to build your prayer life because in this next season, you're going to have to hear my voice like never before. Maybe he's keeping the door closed because he's trying to develop your praise and your life of worship because in this next season, like David, you're going to have to defeat some giants that are standing in the valley. Maybe he's just rearranging some things in your family because in this next season, he's going to do a work in your household. But he says, wait on me because I'm giving you the right key. Paul said, I'm ready to go. This gospel is burning inside of me. I've got the message, but pray that God unlocks the door and unlocks the chains that are keeping us from moving through. Doors begin to open. And at midnight, God began to shift some things. Some of you here today, you're walking through a midnight season. And God says, get ready. Doors are about to open. For some of you, I'm going to lead you out. For others, I'm going to bring some things in. Because I'm getting ready to give you all the water you need to float your boat. I'm getting ready to give you five stones that will defeat any giant that stands in your path. I'm getting ready to take you to places you have never been. Bible said that Jesus was moving from a season of ministry. And as he was moving, the Bible said, there was a young man waiting on him and his name was Jairus. When Jesus encounters him, Jairus says, I need you to come to my house. My daughter is very sick. She's only 12 years old. Jesus immediately begins to head to the house. And in the middle of the journey, Jesus stops because there's a woman that has an issue that crawls up and grabs his garment. Jesus stops, ministers to the lady, and as Jairus is waiting on what would seem to be a closed door, they come to Jairus and say this, don't even trouble the master. Your daughter is now dead. After Jesus gets done ministering to the lady, he looks at Jairus and says, just believe. Just keep moving. The Bible said they get to the house. And there's two types of people at this house. Some are weeping and mourning because they are hopeless over the situation. Others, when they see Jesus and Jairus, they begin to laugh. And the Bible said they begin to scoff. So we have mourners and mockers. I find that we have those in our journey today. People that are hopeless and people that are filled with unbelief. And the Bible said Jesus didn't even entertain those folks. He walks right through the crowd, takes the mother and the father, Peter, James, and John. And this is what the Bible says. He walks through the door. And then he shuts the door behind him. There's something about when Jesus brings you in the doorway. And then he shuts it. Get ready. The Bible said six went in and seven came out. Peter, James, John, Jesus, the mama, and the daddy. But on the way out, 
I don't believe they had to argue with those that were weeping because now she's living. I don't believe they had to convince the skeptics because the proof that the dead thing that was in the room is now living was enough. And some of you, God's about to take you through a door, shut the door, all all the unbelief and all the skeptics and all of those that are trying to laugh at your destiny and your purpose and you are not going to have to fight with them. You're not going to have to wrestle with them. All you're going to have to do is walk back through the door and say, look what the Lord has done. Thank you again for joining us for today's broadcast. Our prayer is that it ministered to you and it changed your life. If there's anything we can pray with you about or God has used this ministry to touch you in any way, please send us an email at info at citylifechurch.cc. We want to invite you to be our guest at one of our Sunday morning worship experiences. You can find our times and locations on our website at citylifechurch.cc and you can also download our City Life Church app on your smartphones and tablets for more online messages. It was great having you with us today. We'll see you next time.